Oh, hey there. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive, the podcast. I'm Laurieann Sheldrick, life coach dubbed the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I will be sharing my experiences that I've turned into life lessons and actionable steps and tools and practices that you can use to experience emotional and mental freedom. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Contagiously Positive Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's December 29th. 2020 as I record this it's wild to me that we're stepping into a new year and this year this year feels like it went by fast but it also feels like it was incredibly slow it's so strange that you can feel both at the same time um really challenging year hasn't it been this has definitely been um a year where In a couple of years, five years from now, 10 years from now, when someone says, where were you? Where were you when the pandemic hit and the first lockdown order came? Everybody is going to know exactly where they were in that moment and what they felt. And we were just like, what is happening? So today, I'm doing something different today because I had a completely different podcast recorded and scheduled and ready to go. It's actually going out today. And then I was out for a walk with my dog Axel and I was thinking, this is so not what the collective needs to hear right now. And of course, the other side of my brain says, but the podcast is going out today. Are you seriously going to record a brand new podcast when you already have one ready to go? And of course, I if you've been listening to the podcast or follow me on social media or you're um, part of the coach, the free coaching community, you know that I have to, I always, not always, I practice listening to my inner guide and taking action on that highest self, that nudge that I get when I get it. So I'm recording a brand new podcast on December 29th on the exact day that the podcast is going to get released. So I just like to sometimes make things difficult for myself. But here's here's what I know. Here's here's why I wanted to talk about um, today we're going to we're going to term this. We're going to call this podcast terms of success, defining your terms of success. Because I'm not even sure what the collective needs to hear right now because I know that so many of us are experiencing so many different things because the 20 this this 2020 this entire year and the global pandemic this has impacted all of us but it's impacted us all in very different ways. And why I wanted to switch gears today was for a couple of reasons. One, We've been talking about COVID for an entire year now, and I think it, it is important that we as a collective talk about things that are relevant and have these conversations so that, especially me being a life coach and, you know, this podcast and the whole purpose of the podcast is to help you go through, to help you to get through really difficult and challenging times, which has been 2020. So I've really been trying hard to give you tools and practices and information and have conversations that will help you get through this year. But what I also really think is important is that we start to create from 
a place of what do I want my next year to be like? I, I'm not setting New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm setting business goals, but I'm not setting annual goals. I'm not doing any of that this year. Um, and I'll go through this as I go through the podcast with all of you. But as far as setting goals and as far as having resolutions, I didn't really want to. Um, I'm a little hesitant, I guess you could say, because a lot of the things that you know I put down for last year and that I envisioned would that I would experience and do and create and have for 2020, I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to do it because of the global pandemic. And also, even though I am going to set my business goals and set my financial goals, I'm going to do all that. I also wasn't able to achieve those because. Um, a big part of my industry, which is events and speaking engagements and workshops, has never come back. It's never opened back up. So I didn't meet my revenue goals with regards to that. So I thought, okay, well, I still want to do something. I still think it's important to be in the present, but also to have that like future-based vision so that we can create based on that vision. So I pulled out this workshop that I used to that I used to facilitate and it was a goal setting workshop and I used to facilitate it corporate in the corporate world. And I thought, well, I'm going to digitize this workshop, but as I was going through the workshop, I realized the world that we're in today no longer aligns with this workshop. So I started to create um, a new workshop and I started to write and I was meditating on it and I was really thinking about, well, what what do we need? And all of a sudden, as I was writing, um, this terms of success popped up. And I thought, well, this is perfect because we're all, we're about to step into a new year. You're probably thinking, do I set any goals? What do I do? Do I set resolutions? So I'm really hoping that this will help you. Because again, I go back to this. We all were impacted by 2020, but many of us had different experiences with it because some of us were impacted financially, some were impacted with layoffs, some were impacted with business closures, some have now these additional bills that they had not planned for, some were impacted mentally and emotionally, which of course is so normal when we experience something like this because it can bring up so many triggers and, and traumas and challenges. Um, and some people were impacted physically, you know, perhaps they got COVID um, or experienced the physical impact that stress, extreme chronic stress can have on um, our bodies. I also realized that some of us, and I know I myself is one, is definitely in this um, category, and a lot of my friends and the people that I've been talking talking to throughout this year have been impacted spiritually. And what I mean by that is this like awakening. It's made us question so much about our life and the world and even just our humanity as we become so divided. Like how do we come together as a collective? And then some weren't directly affected at all. But, you know, of course, whether you experienced any of the impacts and challenges from this year, you were affected whether you think so or not, because this was a global pandemic that touched the entire world. So as divided as we have become this year, what 
I've really learned, and I think that's what this spiritual awakening has taught me, we're not actually divided. We're divided in our beliefs, of course. We are divided with regards to that. But this has affected us as a collective. And I think there's a great lesson in that, that we think we live in this little bubble where you know, we're not affected by the things that happen in the world or in other people's lives. This is a really great opportunity for us to really embrace this idea that we are a collective. It like this is the first time in my life. I talked about this with a girlfriend yesterday. This is the first time when we're really realizing what the word global means. Global means all encompassing all of us. And we're still allowed to have our different beliefs and our different wants and our and, and our different desires. But what does the how can the collective come together? And this is the first time I think that a lot of us really understand um, what that term global means. And early on in the, I promise this isn't a podcast about the pandemic, but honestly, let's be real. This has been our life for a year, right? So it's hard not to bring in the experience and and COVID-19 and all that has impacted us this year into these examples because this has been the life that I've been living and this has been the life that you've been living. And early on, I, I made the decision that I was going to give myself a ton of grace. Like I was going to give myself so much grace so that I could feel all that I needed to feel and experience whatever it was that I was experiencing. But I would also ensure that I kept my practices and I call them practices because that's what they are. My practices of staying mentally, emotionally, attitudinally, physically, even spiritually strong and keep that front and center, like really love into myself because it was so important, not ignore the challenges, not ignore the feelings that I was feeling, but keep this idea and these practices front and center so that I could get through the year without being ta- without taking up permanent residence in for lack of a better word the negative emotion that I was feeling or in the stress and I knew I couldn't waver because it was the only way that I was going to overcome this incredibly stressful year and one of the things that I really focused on this year and I just did it just for me and then it turned out that I decided that I would, you know, incorporate this into my workshop and now I'm talking to you all of you about it, was redefining what my terms of success were. Creating these guidelines for myself to really help me to stay connected to my inner guide. That was really important to me because I wanted to get through this and I wanted to get through it in a way that I could learn and gain wisdom and gain knowledge and, 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 and have the resiliency while again, not bypassing any emotions that I was feeling and needed to feel. And what this year's really done for me, and as I reflect, you know, we, we all, even if we don't realize it, we reflect at the end of the year, right? A new year is coming. Um, and even though a new year is coming, I want you to know this before I, before I move on, um, just because the calendar's changing doesn't mean that things are going to change. We have to be the ones that change it. 
The calendar shifting means nothing if we don't actually change our behavior, change our change our actions, um, redirect the decisions we make, whatever it may be, strengthen our emotional, mental, and physical muscles, if you will. And this year really opened up my heart and my mind to what success actually means to me. And that is so important because we live in a world where glamour is admired and put on a pedestal. I actually said this yesterday. Um, I interviewed someone for a podcast that's going to get released in a couple weeks. And I'm like, we glamorize glamour. But what I'm realizing is so many people um, are realizing how false all of that is. Like, what does... So someone's selling you something and they make it look all glamorous. And if you have this, you'll also be glamorous. We all realize that's bullshit. So this glamour that's being admired and that has been put on a pedestal for so long, that's going away. And I love that because we all got locked down. And I believe that a lot of us realize that even though it is okay to want glamorous things, it isn't what makes us feel successful. So because so many of us were brought to our knees by this global pandemic, and as we began to rise up and have these awakenings and realizations that things aren't going back to normal, we also realized, and this is something I've talked about often, is that we've been racing in a race we didn't even want to be in. So originally, you know, pre-2020, there's going to be so much that's like pre-2020 now, we were looking at success through the lens of societal programming, through the glamorization of glamour, which usually the success lens, trying to get up that success ladder required us to stress, 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 hustle, 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 push, 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 force, 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 and or believing that we needed to have all of these things to be happy and successful. So all this time, we we have more and we're doing more, but we're still feeling unfulfilled. And when all of that got taken away, of course, we still had stress because we were, we were going through the stress of all that came from the experience of the global pandemic. Um, when you take all of the other stuff away, we realize, oh, am I even in a race I want to be racing in? Is this actually what I deem to be successful to me? I used to believe that success was external and I know that I'm not alone in this belief because I see it every single day I see it in the way people work towards external success but then they still feel unhappy and they still feel unfulfilled and they stress 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 hustle 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 force 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 their way trying to struggle like to go against the current if you will to get up this ladder and they struggle and they're so exhausted and they just head towards burnout this is so common. This is so common because we hear all the time with societal programming that if you're not working hard, you're never going to achieve what you want. Of course, we're so burnt out. Of course, we're so unfulfilled. So many of us are racing in a race we don't even want to race in. Many years ago, I learned this. You know, I this really changed for me as I aligned myself with what I actually wanted for my life, and now I'm now I'm terming it, you know, coming up with your terms of success, but this new definition of what 
a successful life was to me really also helped me to see that see all the things that didn't make me feel successful they just made me feel worse about myself you know like trying to work towards the success of having a perfect body or having the right job title or having a certain amount of money or getting more things or needing external validation you know having a certain amount of followers on social media those things achieving those things or working towards achieving those things didn't make me feel successful and so often they just made me feel really bad about myself and I see so many people and of course I myself am was one of them you know I'm not immune to any of this we appear to have all the external boxes of success checked but we're mentally emotionally spiritually and physically exhausted so if all of these pretty things are supposed to make us happy why are so many of us unhappy and unfulfilled and stressed out and burnt out. I have a really, um, this was so, this is what I mean by appearing to have all the external boss boxes of success checked. So there's this couple that I know, um, they're just acquaintances and on social media, they, they post all of these they had been posting all of these beautiful pictures of each other. Like, we're so in love. There's no one else in my life. I, you know, this is the the best relationship. Um, and it was always like professional photo shots taken of them. It was never candid. It was always this like very professional. They were always dressed up, nails done, dressed to the nines. And it looked like, you know, if you looked on social media and you followed them on social media, it looked like they had the perfect relationship. So anyway, I haven't seen them online as much anymore. She hadn't been in my newsfeed for a while. And she showed up in my newsfeed yesterday posting that, you know, she had been experiencing this really challenging time. And after, you know, almost two years of of knowing she needed to make this decision, but just couldn't get herself to do it, her and her partner separated, her and her husband separated externally it looked like they had the perfect relationship they had the perfect wedding they have the perfect photos the perfect house the perfect 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 but both of them felt unhappy and unfulfilled and weren't actually in love with each other so even though they checked all the boxes of what a successful relationship should have or what they believed meaning more the external stuff internally they didn't feel what they were exuding externally. And I say that because that's so often what we do. So for me, pre-contagiously positive days, not just pre-COVID, but pre-contagiously positive days, I spent most of my 20s, I'm in my 40s now, but I spent most of my 20s working towards soaring up this corporate ladder thinking once I get there I'm going to be successful and I had tons of responsibility and my business card said the right thing and I felt the external validation and I'm making good money so I'm able to buy all of the things that I want to buy. So if you had looked at my life externally and I mean social media was not what it is today. I don't even know if I was on social media then. That was um, 22 years ago so I'm not sure but um, probably not. There was no social media but had that been today and I had been posting all that stuff online it would have looked like I was playing the game of success really well. 
But I wasn't because I was burnt out. I was stressed out. I I cried, like no joke. I cried on my commute home almost every single day because I was so emotionally and mentally exhausted from following this, you know, this compass of success that was so far away from my true north, so far away from my authentic self and so far away from my actual terms of success. And every day I would think, I'm doing everything society told me I should do to be successful and to feel happy, so why am I feeling so sad all the time? And the more I went through life like this, I began to actually believe that something was wrong with me. And that is what happens when we focus so much on the external world. And that is why I say we have to do the inner work. External stuff, it's not that it's not important, but it's not as important as what you feel internally, what you want internally, what you desire, what your inner guide and your inner compass is saying. These are my terms of success. This is what I want for my, for my, for my life. This is what I value. And, you know, when I became an entrepreneur and I created the Contagiously Positive brand, uh, I was I started to follow all of the expert advice and I wasn't listening to my to my inner guide like I do now um, and, and ask myself, you know, what did she want? What type of business did she want to create? I was ignoring all of those very important questions because I was so busy seeing what the external world was doing. And that happens, you know, we're human, especially when we do different things. We're like, let's see what everybody else is doing. Instead of being our authentic selves, we follow them because they're telling us what we should do. And oftentimes they use phrases like, if you don't do this, you're going to fail. If you don't do this, you're going to regret it. If you don't do this, you're going to miss out. You're not going to miss out. The only time you miss out is when you don't listen to your own inner guide. So we use these this these experts out there who are giving us these practices and tools yes turn to them look to them learn from them you know eat up all of their wisdom but if it doesn't resonate with you it doesn't fall under your terms of success so when COVID first hit and I really dove deep into redefining success on my own on my own terms, which we do often, you know, what, what I deemed to be uh, my terms of success a few years ago has changed today because the world has changed. I have changed. I am different. And when I started to redefine those terms of my, of my success, of what success meant to me, I began to take action on them. And that is what's really critical here. We need to take action on these things, on this inner guidance, if you will, this inner compass, because it's the actions that help us to really understand and become clear about what works and what doesn't work for us. We don't know unless we try. So when an expert tells you something and you try it and you realize and you know deep down, this is not for me, that's okay because there are a million other experts you can turn to. So you need to trust that. And the only way to build up those trust muscles is to actually take action and understand that what worked yesterday may not work today and what worked for one may not work for you. And that is okay. That is life that is called being a human being. So I I began to take these actions and one of the things for me is I was listening to all of these experts say that you can only write short form. Like when you create blogs, when you create emails, when you podcast, like it should only be short form. 
And I hated that because I'm a long form writer. And I started to write these long form blogs and long form coaching emails. And I took a break from the podcast for a while so that I could really take the time to create what I wanted to create and to see how that felt to me and see if that was a compass I wanted to follow. And this is such a simple example, but it will really help you to understand why the actions are so important. So I love long form, but I was listening to the experts who say that people have a short-term attention span, so just give them snippets. But I didn't actually believe that. What I really believed was there is a place for both. So when I started to switch up my actions, what started to happen was I realized that this is me. This is me. And if this is me, this is where I should be sharing from. This is what I should be creating from because it's me. I'm not creating um, someone else's content. This is mine. And if I'm doing it someone else's way, then I'm not showing people my authentic self. So in my terms of success, creating content that I feel guided to create is really important because... I'm giving humans way more credit than we have been given. Like if you want to read long form, you're going to read it. Not every, not everyone's like, I have a short attention span and I can only read a sentence. Come on. That's not, that's not true because if it's something that really resonates with you and speaks to you, you will stick around. So (laughs) we're, we're given such a bad rap, right? We're really made to feel bad about ourselves. We're told what to think not how to think. I can hold my attention with long-form journalism just fine, right? Like, thank you very much. And again, there's no judgment to the experts who are saying that short-form is better. It's just short-form is probably better for them, so they're teaching from that place. And that is why it's so important to listen to what they're saying and then check in, does this feel right to me? And that was just a very small example, but I'll tell you, since I stopped listening to those experts who were saying that and started to create blogs and coaching emails and now podcasts that were longer form where I really get down into the knit and gritty, go deep into it, I feel so much more creative. I feel so much more connected to the content that I'm writing. And I've noticed a really big difference in um, my Contagiously Positive tribe as well, especially with the coaching email. So now instead of creating content twice a week, they're getting content for two weeks, one coaching email that will take them through two weeks where it's it's the story, it's the lesson, they have action steps they can take action for for two weeks. They have journal prompts that they can journal about for two weeks. So even though they're getting, it looks like they're getting less because I'm not, I'm no longer writing twice a week to them. They're actually getting more because it's all encompassed into one post. And I absolutely love that. They don't have to wait for the next thing. They don't have to wait until the next week. They don't have to wait for three days later. It's boom. Here's the topic. Here's the lesson. Here's the share. Here's the practice. And it's all encompassing. So they're actually getting more and they're getting more because energetically I'm more connected to it. And that is what happens when we start to take action from our terms of success. 
So another thing, I'm just going to keep going here. Who knows when this podcast will end? I'm just going to keep going because I had so much fun doing this exercise and I promise you I will give you an exercise at the end. Another thing that went on my terms of success list was my mental, emotional, attitudinal, and physical strength practices. Um, Success to me is taking care of myself. Success to me is loving into myself and taking the time to do that. So a year ago, I, I, I don't want to say because of COVID, but it was because of COVID. So a year ago when COVID started and I knew that I really needed to ensure that like mentally and emotionally, I am like my, my muscles, they are strong. I started to ask myself certain questions and I would take answer, I would take action based on the answers that I wrote. And if you, again, if you've been listening to the podcast or you follow on the blog or social media, you've seen these questions. They're in the weekly check-in that I do on social media and in my coaching email. And the questions are, what do you need physically today? What do you need mentally today? What do you need emotionally today? What do you need spiritually today? And where do you need an attitude shift? So (laughs) I love that question because every once in a while we need an attitudinal shift, like a little tune-up. Now, I can't say, I'm not going to lie and say I did this daily, but I tried to do it daily um, even when I was having a really good day because sometimes um, even when we have great days, we don't do the work because we think we're feeling good. So um, I tried to do this daily. And even if I did just one small thing, it made me feel really good just knowing that I was in charge. I'm in the driver's seat of my life. So all of these things are happening around me externally, um, globally externally, but I have control of my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and attitudinal health. That's on me. So I would just take action on the little things and sometimes it would be going for a walk and sometimes it would be meditating and sometimes it would be picking up the phone and calling someone and sometimes it would be um, reading some spiritual text and sometimes it would be stop complaining because, you know, I would get into the habit attitudinally of complaining all the time about everything. And just that one small little action step that I took and I trusted my inner guide, I didn't overthink it. The first thing that came to mind, I would write down and even if it felt silly, I would do it. So as I began to take these little tiny action steps and the first thing that I would write down, that's what I would do. Even if it felt silly, I started to feel better and I realized like I'm in charge of my life and it creates these, you know, neurons that wire together, fire together. So the more I felt like even though I can't control control the external world, I can control and take care of my inner world. It creates these neurons that wire together that are saying, You may not be able to control what's happening out there, but you can control what's happening in there. And it helps me to stay optimistic and remind me that even in challenging times, I can get through things because I'm in the driver's seat of my life with regards to my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and attitudinal health. And then I began to recommend these questions in my weekly coaching emails because they were so beneficial. So I started to recommend these. And every Friday, I was like, here, here is your reminder to do your weekly check-in. And then I started to share them every couple of weeks as reminders on social media. And it began to work so well, not in just my own life, but with others. So I just keep sharing it because... It's the tiniest, tiniest little practice we can do. And it's so simplistic. And that's what I love about it because it's 
usually the most simplistic things that have the most impact on our lives. So this is so important, that your terms of success, what makes you feel successful, not externally, but internally. So another for me is not allowing myself to get to a state of burnout and I had to really practice being okay with a slower pace in life. And this may not resonate with everyone, but it aligns with my authentic self and with what I need because I've already played that game. I've already hustled and stressed and pushed and pulled and worked endless hours and rat raced my way to try to achieve what I thought was success. And it just led me to like total burnout. And I left that world behind and I took on what I now, you know, term contagiously positive philosophy because my authentic self likes a slower, happier, less stressful, um, more mentally and emotionally free and enjoyable pace to life. That is what works for me. Some people love the go, 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 the busy, 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 and it doesn't stress them out. That doesn't work for me. So it's that's why you have to come up with your terms of success because again, if someone says to you, you know, I recommend that you only uh, do two hours of work every single day and the rest of the day you rest. And I, I recommend that you not you only socialize twice a week so that you can take more time for yourself. And that doesn't resonate with you because you love to be around people all the time and you love to go to social engagement and that's what brings you joy and that's what revs you up. Well, you need to do your thing, not what, again, the experts are telling you. The experts are there to guide you when you need the guidance because something in your life isn't working. But again, if it's not going to be the thing that works for you, it's okay to say works for them, not for me. So for me, that hustle, hustle, hustle life, it didn't work for me because the sacrifices that I had, that I used to make to try and, you know, like for lack of a better word, make it wherever, whatever make it means, it was just too great because for me, that state made me, I had to sacrifice my health. I had to sacrifice my happiness. I had to sacrifice time with my family and friends. And I had to sacrifice my emotional and mental freedom. Because when I used to rush and push and force my way through life, I felt emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually fatigued. There is no way, no way, knowing what I know now about myself, that I'm going to head back down that road. So that goes on my terms of success list. Slower pace in life, taking care of my mental and emotional well-being, less stress and being okay with that, even though the rest of the world is saying, if you're not hustling, you're failing. I believe that there's a place for everybody's um, personality. I believe that there's a place for both. If hustle is what brings you joy, hustle. If it's not, don't. And that's what it's really about. Your terms of success are what makes you feel good, what brings you joy, what revs you up, what feels good to you, what aligns with your values, what aligns with your authentic self, your authentic code, with your desires, wants, and needs. So for me, on my terms of success is doing the daily practice of taking care of my mental and emotional health. This practice is never going to end. This is going to take consistency because it takes consistency to keep our muscles nice and strong. And I don't mean our, just our physical muscles. And what I've realized throughout my life is that 
This may not prevent external challenges and stressors from happening, but it does ensure that I don't take up permanent residence in the challenge or stressor. This isn't about false positivity because I feel all the feels and I am an emotional being and I am a feeler to my core, but these practices help me to stay optimistic, which means... I typically, you know, find myself saying, this is so difficult, but I'm going to get through this. I will get through this. You know, I lost my biggest revenue earner when COVID-19 hit and losing that revenue was one of the stressful, one of the most stressful things I've experienced since becoming an entrepreneur, but I refuse to allow it to keep me down. So I began to do what I needed to do to work through the emotional and mental impact that that had on me the fear and you know the limiting beliefs but also what I needed to do and the actions I needed to take in my business so I'm handling the stressor of losing the revenue and I'm making the shifts in my business that I need to make while also ensuring that my mental and emotional health is taken care of and that is really important because If we haven't worked on strengthening our inner world, it's very easy to not just end up in, you know, I call it negativeville, but to take up permanent residence there when challenges occur. Not if, but when. Life is going to happen and we all found that out this year. But that doesn't mean we we have to stop living. That doesn't mean we're not allowed to shift. That doesn't mean we just sit down and lay down and just let it happen to us. We can make the necessary changes we need to make. And... Feel all the feels while we go through it. Am I frustrated that I had to make all of these changes in my business? At the beginning, I was very, very frustrated and I didn't want to do it and I didn't want to make all of these workshops digital. I wanted to keep doing what I was doing and I want to, I wanted to, um, keep doing my workshops in person of course I wanted to do all of that but it wasn't possible so I needed to shift so I felt the frustration and I felt all the fear of it but I didn't let that inform my decisions and instead I'm like okay I'm feeling this way And I don't want to feel this way, but it's okay that I feel this way because I'm going through this really challenging time and these are uncharted waters and I'm learning how to swim again. Um, What can I do now to make the necessary shifts I need to make? And what are these new terms of success that I need to create that, that, that I need to live by? And that's what I did. You know, these principles and mindset shifts that I teach every single week through the brand and my coaching practices are actually what I practice myself. All Like anything that I teach, I do myself. I don't teach you how to never experience a, a negative emotion. And I don't practice that myself because that's impossible. We are going to have challenges and losses and, you know, quote unquote negative emotions. It's just an emotion. Emotions are emotions. It's just which one do we want to live by? Which one do we want to take up permanent residence in? I teach And I practice how to be emotionally, spiritually, and mentally strong so that we can recalibrate back to our ideal default setting as quickly as possible while also feeling what you need to feel to heal, learn, and grow. That is success. That is success. Not living this perfect, glamorous, never feel a negative emotion, um, you know, type of life. It is this. 
this work, you know, loving into yourself, coming up with your terms of success, doing what works for you and leaving the rest for somebody else. And that is why I give you so many soul assignments and, you know, working the daily work to feel good strengthens your inner world so you feel that even though you may not have everything that you want, yet, 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 you do have everything that you need in this moment. And that feeling, and I say this often, that feeling turns any feelings of lack into feelings of abundance and love and optimism and appreciation. It starts from the inside out. The outside stuff, just sweet bonuses. Just sweet bonuses. So, on your terms of success list that you're going to create, if you want to, don't forget to include who you want to be, who you truly are, so that when something stressful does happen, you can align yourself with your truest authentic self. So when external challenges happen, and they will, not if, but when, you can go back to your terms of success and remind yourself of who you are and then ask yourself, okay, I'm in this really challenging, uh, this re- I'm having this really challenging experience right now. This is really difficult, but I know who I want to be. I know who I truly am. What would this version of myself do in this situation? How would she or he act during this crisis? What decisions would she or he make to get through this challenge or, or overcome this problem? And listen, we're not going to unpack this all in one episode, but like anything, there is a first step. Don't be afraid to be a beginner because learning comes in stages. So what I encourage you to do is to begin to define what your terms of success are. What does success mean to you? Not to other people or societal programming, but to you. What are your terms for a successful romantic relationship? What are your terms for successful friendships? What are your terms for successful health, mental health, physical health, um, emotional health? What are your terms for successful relationships with your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, or just anyone you interact with regularly? What are your terms of success for the career that you want or the job or the business? Um, what are your terms for a successful you? This is so important. Taking care of yourself, self-care, personal development, hobbies. What could you do for you that would make you feel successful? How could you love into yourself that would make you feel successful? And when you begin to to really define what success means to you, and then you align your actions and your behaviors and your attitude and your thoughts and your beliefs and your decisions with that, with those terms, you start to see, and most importantly, you start to feel that success is so much more than what is seen out in the external world. It's actually what you feel internally. And you begin to understand that seeing and that feeling, that because seeing is believing, if you will, that You don't have to do what everyone else is doing if it doesn't serve you, if it doesn't feel good to you, if it doesn't align with your authentic self, if it doesn't align with your values, or it just doesn't resonate with you at all. And again, it's not about judging what the other person is teaching or sharing. It's about saying that works for them, and I'm so glad they found something that works for them, but that's not what works for me, and that is okay. Their way isn't the wrong way. It's just not your way. And that isn't to say, 
I, I just, I need to say this. This is so important because I don't want you to think that I'm saying don't go after anything external. This isn't to say that you're not going to still work to achieve the money and achieve the material possessions. If that is what you want, do it. Work towards it. Desire it. Set goals around it. Take action to achieve it. Want it, but do it because it is aligned with your terms of success. What you want, who you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have. And do it, hopefully, with way more ease, with way less stress, with less hustle, and way more happiness and joy um, while you experience all of it along the way. Because listen, I love to fill my home with pretty things. Luxury is actually a part of my authentic code. This is something that I dug up this year while taking a workshop um, through this beautiful, beautiful woman. Her name is Lacey Phillips and her company is called To Be Magnetic. And I took one of her workshops, one of her digital workshops, and one of them was um, coming up, figuring out what your authentic code is. And luxury is one of mine. But it's not like luxury the way we think of luxury, like a fancy yacht. It's just like being so surrounded by things that are really pretty and that make me feel good. I love organization. I love things just so. I love my books color coordinated. That's luxury to me. I love soft things. That's luxurious for to me, like really soft things. I love things that have like a flow and I have love having lots of plants around me. I love having things like color coordinated. That is what it that is what the term luxury is. I also enjoy making money <laughs> because, I mean, who doesn't, right? Like, we should be unapologetic about that. Um, I enjoy making money because I like to surround myself with things that I love. And I also desire the feeling that financial freedom gives me and the safety of that feeling. And I like to have nice clothes and I like to drive a nice car. But here's the big, 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 big but. But, 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 but. The biggest, biggest, biggest but. I do not sacrifice my mental, emotional, or physical health to get them. And that is what's so important here. And that is what's going to, that's what I really want for all of you when you're living your life based on your terms of success and you're setting goals for your life around your terms of success. Stop sacrificing your mental, emotional, and physical health to get them, thinking that once I get them, I will be mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy because you will not. That is not how it works. It works the other way around. Your mental, emotional, and physical health comes first. The rest of the things start to flow. I promise you. And that is really hard to embrace and trust when you are in the middle of a challenge, a challenging experience, for sure. But it is truth. And it's a much better way and way more freeing than pushing, rushing, manipulating, fearing, forcing, hustling, and stressing your way through life while sacrificing your mental, emotional, and physical, spiritual, attitudinal health, if you will. So just begin with just a simple question. And again, we're not going to unpack this in one podcast. So we're just going to start at the beginning. Do not be afraid of being a beginner. Just answer this question in your journal or in a notepad or on a piece of paper, on a napkin, on the wall, whatever, wherever it is you, you write what you write. What does success look like to you? Not just career success, but life success. What are your terms of success? And go through again in your relationships, in your career, with regards to your health, your whole entire life. 
And once you create your list, even if you carry your list around for a few weeks, you're going to constantly be adding to it because as you begin to take action, you're going to realize what works and what doesn't work. And you're going to say, this is what helps me feel successful. This is what I value. This is what is true to me. This is what makes me feel good. What what makes me want to live my life. And as you write these things down, what I want you to do is I want you to look at it and I want you to begin to think about what needs to change in your life so that you can align yourself, align your actions, align your behavior, align your thoughts, align your beliefs and your decisions with this new definition of success that you have with your terms of success. And then take action because it's the actions that are so important because having the list means nothing if you're not actually taking action on it. And action isn't just like the physical action of you going out and doing things. That's part of it. Sometimes it's saying no when you need to say no, setting boundaries when you need to set boundaries, letting things go that need to go, shifting things that need to be shifted, changing things that need to be changed, saying yes when you really want to say yes. This is all important. All the actions, all the actions matter. So that's why I said it's your behavior, your thoughts, your beliefs, your decisions, your actions. And sometimes that also includes your responses. It's all important. It's all encompassing. And what I encourage you, this is this is something that I do because I, I love to write and I love my journal. You can even have a terms of success journal. And if you're not a writer and you don't want to journal, do it on your computer or do it on the notes app in your phone and just continue to add to it as you learn more about yourself and what you deem successful for you. So when you have these guidelines, you begin to calibrate your inner compass. And this is a much better true north guide to follow. And again, it just goes back to what I said. You can begin to say yes when you want to say yes. You can begin to say no when you know you need to say no. You can begin to make decisions that support you even when they, you know, feel really difficult to make. You can listen to expert advice, but then also know and trust when it isn't right for you and have this this ability to say works for you, not for me, next. Um, You can make shifts in your relationship and talk about what is really important to each of you. and, And that's so important. This is such a great tool for deepening relationships. It's also just a really beautiful tool for your personal practices toolbox. So when the external world locked down, we were forced to look within. And as difficult as that is sometimes, it's really the best opportunity to become our most magnetic, authentic self because it gives us this ability, it turns down the noise so we can hear our own inner voice. And it's really hard to do that sometimes when the external world is turned up so loudly. So I highly, highly encourage you to do this exercise, especially if you're about to set any goals or resolutions for the, the for the year. Make sure that they align with your terms of success so that you don't end up racing in a race you don't even want to be in. At the very least, just get very clear about what your core values are and set clear boundaries around them so that you can ensure that you are living your life based on those values and the people around you aren't stopping, aren't like stomping on them. I think I'm going to end there. I just looked over at the little audio recording and we've been, uh, I've been talking for almost an hour now, so I'm going to end there. Do this exercise. Again, 
We're not solving the world's problems in one podcast. It's just a step. It's a step. It's another tool for your toolbox. And it's another step to add um, to your steps, to your goal setting steps, if you will. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to me to the end. I want to continue to provide you with as much support as I can. And I'm just so grateful today for technology that allows me to share through this podcast platform. And I'm so grateful that you are here and that you are part of the Contagiously Positive tribe. If you want to take this conversation even deeper, Um, especially if you're experiencing a lot of emotional and mental stress, um, even limiting beliefs. I have been working on taking all of my in-person workshops and turning them into digital workshops. And I've created two um, that are so supportive and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm working on all of them. And currently I'm building up my workshop library. What I have right now is emotional management, which is dealing with the emotional and mental impact that stress has on you. And um, the other one I have is my signature course that I started with, which is Unleash Your Limiting Beliefs. And that will help you to really strengthen your emotional, mental, attitudinal muscles and reprogram the limiting beliefs that are preventing you from being, doing, and having all that you desire. And in the new year, I will have a new goal setting workshop um, that I will release. I don't know when it's going to be done yet because the way I create is mainly through intuitive guidance. It will not be ready for January 1st, um, but it will be ready in the new year. doesn't matter when you set your goals as long as you set your goals. And it will include a lot of this, creating your terms of success. And I'm calling it heart-centered goals because I think we really need to turn within so much more than we ever have, especially especially after the year we just experienced. So all those currently those two workshops are available to you and you can also message me any any time. You can come over and you can find me on Instagram at contagiously underscore positive or just type in Lorianne Sheldrick or you can email me directly. I'll put my email in the show notes. You can message me anytime. You can find all my contact details and the workshops and how to contact me directly at contagiouslypositive.ca. I am here for you. I am here for you. I answer every email, every DM. I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I will provide you with as much support as I can and if it doesn't come from me I will direct you to someone who can you are not alone you are not alone I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you back here next time on the next podcast sending you so so much love bye everybody